Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Riot Podcast. My name is Jackson Choate, and I'm alongside, as always, Kirby Terrio and Jacob Slaughter. And this week, we're going to be going over some fantasy predictions, and we have some starts, some sits, and some sleepers in the league. And one of the first sleepers so far of the season, the biggest, I think, I mean, if you talk about statistical uprise, it's Joe Mixon this week against my Jags. I was not wanting my team to lose. Obviously, I'm a Jags fan. However, when you're 0-3 in fantasy and you have Joe Mixon scored 39 points, he can run that ball all day long. So that's what we're going to start by talking is this Bengals offense. Joe Mixon just absolutely came out of nowhere, dropped damn near 40 points. Um what do y'all think about this Bengals offense now that we have Joe Mixon? I know he's going up against a strong defense in Baltimore next week, but should I start Joe Mixon this week in fantasy or should I let him sit? Actually, <clears throat> knowing the Baltimore defense, Baltimore has been absolutely going off on uh, fumbles. They're one of the highest in a, a fumble recoveries this year. Um, honestly, I would say uh, – Treat Joe Mixon more as a flex play if you're going to start him. maybe And maybe sit him if you have a better running back. But uh, after that, he'll, he'll have Indianapolis and Cleveland, which I would say is a start there. I think Cleveland will have – I mean, uh, the Bengals will have their uh, O-line together at that point. And, you know, especially after 151 rush yards and two rushing TDs, I mean – they're definitely going to put a workhorse uh, role on Joe Mixer from now yeah, on. Absolutely, man. If he gets that workload next week against Baltimore, I'd say start him. I mean, <clears throat> the odds of him running the ball in for a touchdown or catching a touchdown are, are pretty high if he's getting that type of workload. So, I mean, I, I'd trust him. You know, he's a good back. Um, he really just needed that breakout game, honestly. he's uh, He's been struggling, you know, week one, week two, week three. He struggled. Everybody uh, <clears throat> kind of panicking, you know. Uh, last year he didn't have a, a hot year, so uh, you know people well, weren't really super high on him this year. But um, coming well, last into the, year he started off slow. I don't yeah, mean to interrupt yeah, you, no, but he, he started off slow last year, and then he started booming late in the season. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I feel like they kind of get get a feel for that offense, have a nice game for their O line to get back on track against the Jags with a young D line. So yeah. I feel like that was a good game for them to see somebody score the ball consistently. And that should with Joe running the ball, that's gonna elevate some of the other guys around him, like the wide receiver at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Also, it is also gonna help uh, Joe out a little bit uh, for him passing the ball. He's not gonna have to, you know, throw the ball sixty times a game. Like exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Hey, if honestly, if I see Joe Burrow throw the ball sixty times in a game and thirty times he's throwing it to Joe Mixon, I'll be happy. <laughs> so let's talk about the team on the other side of the ball in that game, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they lose again. So it's 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 tough for my team, but from a fantasy perspective, DJ Char gets back on the board, and uh, James Robinson has another consistent day. Uh, Lavisca Chenault gets introduced to the offense. Who do y'all think are going to be the the most standout? I'd say top three guys that could challenge them on that team, or do you think it's just them? Man, I think it's just them, honestly. James Robinson has been absolutely consistent ever since he got the starting role, and uh, and and I'm loving it, honestly. I did trade him away, and I I definitely regret it. And uh, I, I got Calvin Ridley for the trade, so I, I wasn't necessarily mad about it, but then Calvin Ridley goes out and drops a donut last night, and 
screws me. But um, no, James yeah. Robinson is is a good back, and uh, Lavisca Chenault, he uh, yeah, he finally, you know, like you said, gets introduced to the offense a little bit. He's a good wide receiver. He just he just needed. I mean, I guess like I said about Joe Mixon, he needed a breakout game. You know, he needed to prove his worth in that offense, and I think he did. Yeah. I think uh, Gardner Minshew is honestly a a very low key, <clears throat> flown under the radar player. I mean, he's only rostered at forty six percent of the Yahoo leagues, but going against Cincinnati at Cincinnati uh, against a very tough pass defense. I mean, he dropped near thirty fantasy points, uh, and our league dropped twenty eight with uh, three hundred fifty one pass yards, even with the interception. I mean, popping off big numbers. And is still I would and is still top twelve in fantasy this year among all players. Yeah. So as a fan of the team, I mean I've watched a lot of Jags football, probably more than majority of America. I mean they're not on prime time very often, and when they are, they usually lose. So um, for me, I I honestly think that this game shows how good DJ Chark is. I think <clears> that no matter who he's playing against, he's a start. I think he's a set-it-and-forget-it wide receiver one, yeah. honestly, because you see how he elevates the play of Minshew when he's in. And Rob, as for Robinson, Robinson's just – when I see him play, uh, it makes me hate that Leonard Fournette – that we let Leonard Fournette go because I see how good of a running back Robinson is. Like, when I see some of the cuts he makes and some of the spin moves and Turtles, see him, yeah. he always push, uh he always fights for extra yards. He always lands forward. So, I mean, I think Robinson's another set it, forget it guy, a running back. He might be a running back too just because he's young and we haven't seen him play a full season yet. But I like what I'm seeing from Robinson in a fantasy standpoint and as a fan standpoint. Yeah. And, um, yeah, James Robinson, man, he, he's good. I can't say enough about him. He, he's a really good player. And I, I, I probably say he's he's pushing RB2 now, and, and I, I, I agree. I think he's – especially in deeper leagues, in, in 10 to 12-team leagues, absolutely, you start him, no question asked. You know, he, he's putting up consistent numbers each week, and then occasionally he's having a blow-up game. So, I mean, he's, he's a really good running back, and I think he's an RB2. And back to DJ Chark. I think he's a wide receiver too, you know, and, and I agree. You you start him no matter what, no matter who he's playing. He's going to get the targets. He's you know, and, and he's going to come down with the ball. And more often than not, he's probably going to catch a touchdown or two, like this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so let's. So we touched on this uh, game between two teams who were trying to get back on track. One team that also tried to get back on track was the Atlanta Falcons last night. They played the Green Bay <coughs> Packers, and at least they didn't blow a lead. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's what we can say about that. So, what do you all think about Falcons pass catchers? Calvin Ridley got zero, dropped a goose egg, and then we have Julio, who leaves with an injury. Is Julio still wide receiver one uh, material? Or Absolutely. Is, you think so? Absolutely. Absolutely. Julio and Calvin Ridley both are, are in fantasy, both wide receiver ones, even though – you know, not a big game, obviously, and Calvin Ridley drops the goose egg, and it wasn't Calvin Ridley's fault. It yeah. really wasn't. <clears throat> I, I said Matt Ryan was seeing ghosts out there. I mean, he uh, he he could not hit Calvin Ridley to save his life, and and the one time he did, the defender was right on him. And, and honestly, it was it was a bad it was a bad throw anyway. It was thrown behind him, and it wasn't. I mean, it was catchable, but it wasn't a good throw at all. And um and he had that and that was in the end zone, and he ended up not coming down with it, and he uh. Dropped zero fantasy points and <laughs> screwed me because I needed uh, I needed about I think twenty five points total 
and there was a couple guys on my team that uh, that I should have started instead of a couple other guys that ended up making me lose. It was a tough matchup. So you're a little <clears throat> bit have you uh, you have a positive take on it. So let's go to the Kirby with his Saints fan outlook on the Falcons. What do you got well, for us? I've yes, I am a Saints fan, but also looking at it from just a realistic standpoint, in my opinion. I mean, Matt Ryan going in for the next few weeks has a very tough schedule, in my opinion. Uh, going against Carolina and Minnesota at Minnesota, and uh, if you're going off, I mean, he's. It looks like he's just seeing ghosts everywhere, man. He doesn't it, look good. I, he doesn't look good this year. They're zero and four. I I think honestly I'm I'm agreeing with you. They need to put Ben Kirk or in. Yeah, that's his name, Ben Kirk. Oh, well, let's let me get this straight. I'm I'm not sitting here saying Matt Ryan's a bad quarterback, but I think that if they fall to a big enough deficit next week, or if they start blowing a lead and Matt Ryan's throwing picks, they got to put Ben <clears> Kurt <throat> in to change something up because it's it just hasn't been working like. Like you say, he's been he's been seeing ghosts. He looks like Sam Darnold on a Thursday night. Like it's been <laughs> rough for the Falcons, and it's you can't blame it on injuries this year because I mean the offense has, aside from Julio, the offense has not been played by injuries like they were last year. <coughs> so, and yeah. what do you think about their run game, Kirby? Uh, the run game behind Tiger, I think that's the only thing that's actually solid and concrete. You know, you have to go with it because Todd Gurley's popping off. Mm -hmm. And after that last game, I mean, he's, they're consistent. All, he's very yeah. consistent. Yeah. They're going to ride his back a lot. Matt Ryan's not making his throws. So I think it's going to be a Todd Gurley show back in Georgia where he belongs. Yeah. And, um, you know, Matt Ryan, he, he really just has to rely more on his on his veteran receivers and, and his best receivers. You know, you got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and – um, Russell Gage and I think they combined for eleven targets, maybe twelve. Mm -hmm. And usually, you see just one of those guys getting 12, 11 targets. But um, <clears throat> Todd Gurley, man, he's uh, he's really starting to look like Todd Gurley of old. He's starting to look like he doesn't quite have that arthritic knee that he that he was dealing with last year. But um, he's he's doing good. We like to see that. He's a good running back, man. Um, but we, uh, we we asked some of our uh, some of our guys in our in our fantasy league and some of the guys that listen to the podcast, some starter sit questions. And this is the one that really stuck out to me, Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson, you know, with Austin Eckler going down, it looks like he's going to be out for a while. Who do you start? Who's going to be the lead back in this chargers offense? What do you guys think? Well, Josh Kelly, in my opinion, has already shown that he can take on the lead back role. I mean, he, I believe it was uh, week three. He posted, somewhere close to 15 or more uh, rush attempts and absolutely popped off that week. Yeah, then week, week two, 23 rush attempts. Yeah, but then Austin Eckler came back the very next week, you know, immediately took back most of the volume away from Josh Kelly. Uh, though Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson is very good, uh, I think it's going to be mainly a Josh Kelly show. They're going to ride that rookie. Man, I, I don't really know. I, I have to – I have to disagree. I think it's going to be more of a, a split back situation, split backfield, um, because last year you saw a lot of Justin Jackson, um, you know, just that that one two punch with Austin Eckler. And, and he was he was really good. And, and everyone started to wonder, is Justin Jackson going to take Austin Eckler's job? I mean, obviously that didn't happen. Austin Eckler is the guy you go with if he's healthy. But Justin Jackson is a very good back. And I think I really think it's going to be split. 
And I think, honestly, in good matchups, you can start both of them. I think both of them will probably come come around, you know, 10 to 15 fantasy points. You know, one or the other uh, guys are going to get a touchdown. One of the guys is going to get some receptions. One of the guys are going to get the rush attempts and get the rushing yards. You just don't know which one it's going to be. Well, last year, I mean, like you said, they were both going hand-in-hand in in the backfield. It was Eckler and Jackson. And I felt like uh, it was Jackson's job to take over the lead running back reins when Melvin Gordon left. And I don't felt like he did it to what – he didn't feel the shoes of Melvin Gordon, I felt. So, if you're looking at it this season, Josh Kelly's made some great plays. And I think, like I've said it before, he's he's a UCLA guy. Staying in state in the city, he's going to the law. He's on in the Los Angeles Chargers, so I think Josh Kelly's the guy. I also added Josh Kelly off of waivers, so I hope he's the guy. So I have a little <laughs> bit of bias there. But let's go to I have a start question. So the in the Monday night matchup, Falcons Green Bay, Robert Tyne is it Robert Tanyan? Tyne Robert Tanyan. Three touchdowns. Is this a fluke performance just because Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard was out? Or is this actually a start it, set it, forget it tight end we're seeing? Man, you like to see you like to see that uh the the tight end, you like to see him kind of take over when there's injuries. You know, you gotta rely on him. You know, when there's injuries at your wide receivers, you gotta rely on your on your tight end to kind of take over. But um looking at his past weeks. He now has five touchdowns in just three weeks. I mean, of course, he had three this week, but he had two, uh, one in week two and one in week three. So, I mean, he's getting the receptions. He's getting the targets. And, and Aaron Rodgers is really, really, really starting to trust this guy. And I think whenever whenever um, Devontae Adams comes back, whenever you know all the guys that are injured right now on that Packers offense come back, I think you're going to start to see more of Robert Tanyan. And I, I don't, I'm not going to say he's a, he's a guaranteed, no question asked, you start him. But I'd say monitor his next game, week six. He's kind of got a tough matchup against Tampa Bay's defense. Monitor that, and if he does good, I think he's probably, no questions asked, you start him. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you on that. He's looking more like a, a tight end, too, from my perspective. But, uh, I mean, obviously it's, it's showing that when one of the main wide receivers is out that this guy picks up some of the workload. Um, you know, with Alan Lazard being out, obviously, and Devontae Adams uh, popped out, popped off uh, for 30 fantasy points. But the week before, even with Alan Lazard being in uh, against New Orleans, popped a 13 fantasy point game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the week before, almost had 10. So he's looking like a solid uh, tight end, too. It, I mean, possibly even, I would mostly say, start for most of the weeks. Yeah. Well, um, we know how we know how Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers likes to see people work hard and then get their shot and then make the most of it. We saw that with Alan Lazard, and we're seeing it with Tanya this week. And after hearing Aaron Rodgers' words post game interview, I like what I heard. He said he's been working hard. He had some blocking stuff he had to work on last year, and he got his chance to shine tonight or last night, and he <clears> made the most of it. And that goes a long way with Aaron Rodgers. I feel like, and they, I mean. Scott Van Pelt brought uh, Tanya on after the sh- after the game on SVP. So uh, SVP likes him. I mean, I don't see why fantasy managers shouldn't like him. Yeah, and uh, and going back to the, I'm sorry to kind of take us off topic, but going back to the Matt Ryan situation, we got a question in. Would you start Matt Ryan next uh, next week? What do you guys think? 
I mean, he's kind of struggled in the past couple weeks, but um, and he's got some injuries to deal with. But are are, are you starting Matt Ryan against Carolina? A good pass defense. What um, do you guys think? I would honestly say you would sit Matt Ryan against Carolina. He's showing right now that against uh tough defenses that he can't get the job done. I mean, he's barely getting 17 to 20 fantasy points against Chicago and Green Bay. Green Bay uh, only 18th in pass defense or bottom 18 in pass, de- pass defense. Um, yeah. I, I would say sit him, um, but I would still start, you know, players like Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Yeah. Know, still. I'm probably, uh, I'm probably going to disagree with you there. I, I think Matt Ryan's going to have a bounce back week. He's a good quarterback and he, you know, he's a veteran and I think he's going to realize what he needs to do to get the job done. And I think he will get the job done. I think you started this week against Carolina. I don't know. I'm going to go with a hot take here. I'm going to say they lose at Carolina and then next week, I don't even think the Falcons should start them in the game if they lose against the Panthers. I think they should just get a fresh mind in there, some fresh legs, a fresh arm. I think, honestly, I think Ben Kurtz a lot better than people think. He's been working hard and, and he's been on the, he had a very good showing in the preseason. He's, they say he's really good practice player. So that, he should translate to the game pretty well. And I've, I've watched his streams on Twitch. He's a gamer like we are. So I like, I like old Ben Kurtz. I like to see him start. No hate towards Matt Ryan. I just, I, as, as a, Somebody who was born in Atlanta, and I I know how Atlanta fans are. I feel like they they he needs to get something fixed now. Yeah. Okay, so we got another question, and for me, I think it's kind of obvious, but I, I want to hear y'all's take on it. Kareem Hunt is he a starter this week with Nick Chubb being out, but against an Indianapolis uh, defense, which is arguably the best defense in the NFL right now. That's a yeah. That's a better question than one would think. Yeah, it's a. I've, for me, I'm starting him. I mean, Kareem Hunt is an absolute baller. You know, you, you, you love to see the guy come back, you know, after the, the incident that he had, what is it, two years ago? Mm-hmm. You, you love to see him come back and, and get back in the game and actually do well. A lot of guys aren't able to bounce back like he has, mm-hmm. but he's doing well. He's really doing well, and that's in a split-back situation. You know, he's been a borderline RB2 in a split-back situation, and, uh, and I think you start him. Yeah, I honestly think you start them too. I mean, that that's their bread and butter right now for Cleveland is mainly just run, 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 put it down their throat. I mean, even with the the new guy that's coming in to replace Chubb, yeah, I mean, yeah, he posted ten fantasy points. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, and Baker's not really showing out real that much. I mean, it's mainly the wide receivers showing out. I mean, yeah. Jarvis to Odell. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about that. Odell Beckham. Man, what a game. 30, let's see, 36 fantasy points in half PPR. He was also on my fantasy team. Yep, yep. That contributed to Choate's dominant performance this week. Um, he had 73 rushing yards. Rushing yards. Yeah. A rushing touchdown. That was a big play. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to ask Kirby a question here because me and him are both LSU fans. You have DJ Chark. You have Justin Jefferson. <clears throat> You have Odell Beckham Jr. We've seen Russell Gage ball out this season. Yes. I don't see who else is going to be wide receiver you. <laughs> it's NFLSU at the wide it, wide receiver position. It's looking pretty good. It's oh, looking yeah. pretty good for LSU right now. Man. We got Foster <clears throat> Morrow catching pass, touchdown passes this season, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And DBU showing out too, man. I mean, uh, 
uh, Christian Fulton getting picks this season. Got his first pick, I believe it was. Let's uh, not forget Clyde Edwards Elair catching Clyde passes Hill. out of the backfield. That's yes, a reception. Sir. That's a receiver. Yep. And Joe Burrow <laughs> hey. doing his thing with the Bengals. Hey, Tigers in the NFL ball. We know this. All right, all right. Enough about LSU. Let's move on. All right, another question that we have is Devontae Freeman versus Dallas. Are you guys going to start him? You know, he's, he's not really he's not really doing great. Um, you, you know, he was just traded to the Giants, and he, he was hungry. You know, he, 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 was, he was loving the opportunity. He was hungry for the, uh, for, for the opportunity. And then he goes out in uh, week three, his first week. He only gets five rush attempts, ten rushing yards. Week four, he kind of gets settled in a little bit. 11 rush attempts for 33 rushing yards. So he's only averaging three yards per carry right now. What do you think? In honor of Devontae Freeman being from Florida State and in honor of Lee Corso being a coach at Florida State, I'm going to say not so fast, my friend. (laughs) Not so fast. Florida State's not looking too good. Neither team in New York is looking too good. The MetLife Stadium has a turf monster on it. It's taking everybody's ankles and ACLs. I don't like – I don't. He's if you have to start a running back and Devontae Freeman is there for you on, your, on the bottom of your bench, that's when you start him. He is filling in for Saquon Barkley. I don't think he is a full shoe filler. I don't think so. Man. Okay. All right. Now let me ask you this. Say you have – Austin Eckler on your team, he gets hurt. You're not able to pick up Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly. You have Devontae Freeman and Chase Edmonds. Who do you start between those two? Chase Edmonds, he's starting to look good in the in the Cardinals offense. He's he's kind of, I mean, he's not quite taken over, but they're starting to move on from Kenyon Drake on to Chase Edmonds. Hey, I started, I did that last week, and he got eight points. It's not nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's Eight points is better than starting Braxton Berrios at your flex position and getting zero points. You know what I mean? And this <laughs> this past week, he's, he dropped 12 points. So that's even better. If you need a shoe filler, he's not going to fill the shoe up all the way, but he'll get it to the tongue. You know what I mean? For everybody I mean, who doesn't know, that was a shot at somebody in our fantasy league. He wanted to watch somebody <laughs> on Thursday night, and he puts in Braxton Berrios. I mean, come on now. What are you doing? What you think, Kerb? I mean, honestly, I just think that the Giants are just easing in Devontae Freeman right now that – they don't really want to trust uh, Deion Lewis. That they're only they're only mixing him in because you know he missed the first two games and he's missed all of uh, all of training camp. So Devontae Freeman, you know, even though he has been working over the offseason and trying to get back in this, you know, he is hungry. They're trying to ease him back in this. I mean, you know, week three he only had five rush attempts, and then week four he doubled it. So I think they're trying to give him, you know, <clears throat> ease him back in five more rush attempts every single week. I think. Uh, by at least week seven, he'll become like running back three. He'll be he'll be flex play available. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> until then, I would trust Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds does look very good with that Arizona. Yeah, and Chase Edmonds is getting return yards too. He gets kick return yards, and that's something I was wanting to talk about today. Is because you see injuries happen every weekend, so you everybody needs a shoe filler, like a flex to play. If they don't have somebody, if everybody's hurt or everybody has COVID on that team, then I feel like the people who get kick return yards and their vital parts of a team's offense, um, Edmonds is not a vital part of their offense. They can run the ball if he's hurt. They have Kenyon Drake, but Edmonds is a key part of that whole 
team. He's going to get the ball in his hands at some point every Sunday. So yeah. he's just earned that, and he's worked hard, <clears throat> and he's earned that position. So Yeah. If it's between the two, Chase Edmonds and Devontae Freeman, I'm probably going to go with Chase Edmonds for this week. But like Kirby was saying, as the season progresses, I think the Giants are going to start to trust Devontae Freeman a little yeah, bit more. I don't, I, I don't I think, dislike I think Devontae. Devontae yeah, yeah, I mean, I think Devontae is going to start seeing a bigger workload, and I think you're really going to start seeing him doing better as the season progresses because he's going to start to learn this offense and, you know, just get adjusted to it. And, and I think, you know, in two or three weeks, Devontae Freeman's going to be a start. Yeah, mind you that when Saquon Barkley was holding this offense, the whole offense re- – revolved around him. I mean, all the rush attempts, heck, even I think a third of the targets were going to Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So, you know, they're just trying to ease him back into this. And once he gets back into his form and they start trusting him more, he's going to get those targets too from Danny Dimes. He's going to become a Saquon from, say, or he's going to become the Devontae Freeman, say, from Atlanta a while back. Yeah. Another question we have is Drew Brees – Starter set this week. What do you guys think? What you think, Kerr? Drew Brees against the Chargers. Not a great pass defense, but Drew Brees has not been doing great passing the ball. He's getting Mike Thomas back. But though. he is getting Mike Thomas yeah. back. Now, though Mike Thomas has missed a few weeks, I mean, it was for a high ankle sprain, and you know Mike Thomas has been with Drew Brees doing the reps. That's what, they, that's what they're known for down in, down in New Orleans down there. Drew Brees with that that GOAT mindset, you know, putting in those extra reps even when they're injured. So I think with the Chargers, I think you would actually have to start him. I think he's going to post his second 30 bomb this season, in my opinion, with yeah. Mike Thomas being there. I agree. I think you start Drew Brees this week. I totally agree. I, I think, so. think he's going to do good getting Mike Thomas back. You know, he's you see him starting to trust. I mean, obviously he trusts Traquan Smith, but, I mean, he's targeting Traquan Smith more now. Obviously he had to with Mike Thomas being out. But – if Mike Thomas comes back and, and he's you know he's throwing the bombs to Mike Thomas, throwing the slant routes, you know all that, and then he starts targeting Traquan Smith too, and Traquan Smith's coming down with a couple of touchdowns. I mean, I think you're absolutely starting Drew Brees. I think he's I think he's in for a big game this week. I'm gonna give a little hot take here. I think I trust Drew Brees way more than I trust Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, I believe that too. This week, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the, hey, this this Carolina defense is a lot better than people think as yeah. well. They got rid of a lot of people, and Luke Keekley retired, and I think somebody else retired, but they're good. Yeah, and speaking on Carolina, we're talking about Drew Brees' backup right here, Teddy, old backup, Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. who right now season rank is 15th out of all fantasy players, and he's only 20% rostered. He's, he dropped 33 fantasy points last week. Now, against, you know, the Chargers only dropped 20. But this this Carolina Panthers offense, it's nothing to be messing with, man. Mm-hmm. Joe yeah. Brady knows how to call plays. And Teddy Bridgewater has – we've seen the athleticism from him. We've seen the dimes. We've seen Mike Davis get in there. And we've seen Teddy Bridgewater perform well without – Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing you want to see is when a guy has really no clear number one wide receiver and they're still moving the ball downfield. Yeah, and the thing is with Teddy Bridgewater, next week, week five, he plays at the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. So, And they are the worst defense right now. In they the lost league. Devontae Casey. So I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to drop his second 30 bomb, back-to-back 30 bombs. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mike Davis has been a blessing for my fantasy team. Yeah. Golly. You know, with Christian McCaffrey going down, I was I was hurting bad. I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, obviously you pick up the backup, but I didn't think Mike Davis was going to ball out quite like he has been these past two weeks. I mean, he's doing really well. And I'm really, really glad that I was able to get him. I was 10th on the waiver wire, and I still got him. I don't know what everyone else was doing. I mean, obviously, Christian McCaffrey's only out for four to six weeks. But still, I mean, if you've got a guy dropping 20 points a game, you're going to need him on your team for four to six weeks. I mean, that's that's a big help. Okay, I got another uh, starter sit. Starter Who would you rather start in this situation? There's Tim Patrick. For the Denver Broncos, who's been absolutely balling out, he put a twenty bomb up this week and last week, put up had a twelve fantasy points, and then you got Jerry Judy on the same squad, who last week absolutely mossed somebody. So I want to hear y'all's opinion on uh, both of those guys. Man, I'm not a huge fan of either of them. I mean, obviously, I like them. You know, I'm a Denver Broncos fan. I am. And it sucks, but I am. But I'm not really loving either of them for fantasy this week or rest of the season. Uh, until they get their quarterback situation figured out, I'm not loving either of them. And uh, if I had to choose one, I'm probably going to go with Jerry Judy. I think he's the more talented receiver. I think he'll probably pull more targets. But you never know. But that's just my opinion. Well, if you're going to start Jerry Judy and you, you have him on your team and you're considering starting him this week for sure, I think you should be aware that he's going to be the number one wide receiver and you know who covers number one wide receivers in New England. Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> so he's a lockdown cornerback. However, do we think that Jerry Judy is DK Metcalf right now in his first year? I don't think so. But we're going to see what, what goes down. I mean – it was a tough week for New England last week against the Chiefs, but it went down. So, and we're going to move on to another t- subject, but first we're going to give you a little commercial break and then we'll be back. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. We're going to start this half of the podcast off a little bit differently than we have in the past. We got Caleb Deloach calling in, and we got some questions for him. We called him in because he has been known as the Thanos of fantasy football in our league. His name is Caleb Deloach. He is on the line. All right, here we have him. So, Caleb, the question we have for you, is David Montgomery a viable fantasy starting option for this week against Tampa Bay and season long considering Tariq Cohen is out for the year with an ACL injury? What do you think about that? Um, As far as season long, I see David Montgomery doing really well. He has a... After this week against Tampa Bay, which Tampa Bay only allowed 17 yards to both running backs for the Chargers last week, both yeah. combined. Yeah, no, and that's excellent. <laughs> so, and their schedule coming up, they have Carolina, Houston, Jacksonville. He's got pretty good matchups coming up in the year, but as far as this week, I would not play David Montgomery. Yeah, but season long, you're thinking he's going to be a pretty good, pretty good starting yeah. option. Yeah, he's got it all to himself. I don't, I don't even know the backup to Chicago. So yeah, yeah. Well, they at the start of the season they had Cordero Patterson running in the backfield. Yeah, so I, know, I mean so they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't really have a backup kind of on, on running backs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree, man. I, I think David Montgomery's in. 
he's in for a big season finally. I mean, coming into the coming into the NFL, everyone was kind of excited about him, and going to the uh, going to the Chicago Bears, he didn't he didn't do great. I mean, he had a couple blow up games, but I mean, he I think he's really about to get his first true chance at being like a workhorse running back mm-hmm. and, and and just balling out. I mean, this is his chance right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the man's got hands too. Yeah, this is his, this is his chance, I think, to be kind of like not really like a Saquon Barkley, but kind of be like uh, a Philadelphia's Miles Sanders. You know, if he, you know has good hands, as uh, Delo said. You know, caught uh, last week three of six targets and uh, for and got a two point conversion on that. Yeah, uh, and he's and he's going to have his work rate ramped very a lot a lot higher than uh, is what it's been doing. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think. Of- Chicago wants to win this game. It's going to be from the arm of Nick Foles. I don't think rushing is going to matter. Yeah, yeah. We agree. We agree. But uh, we appreciate you, Caleb. We're going to let you go now, finish off this podcast. You have a good one. Y'all too. All right. All right, moving on from that, let's talk about the San Francisco wide receiver core. You know, you see Brandon Ayuk make an absolutely spectacular play uh, Sunday. I mean, he – I mean, that was excellent. Hey, number one on Sports Center top 10. Yeah. And people are talking about that. I mean, it could be the play of the year. I mean, it, it was it was awesome. Re- really, really cool to see. You know, Brandon Ayuk, he's, he's an excellent player. He just needs that chance. But with, you know, with, uh, with Debo Samuel coming back, you know, I mean, are we going to see Debo Samuel take over? Are we going to see Brandon Ayuk take over? What do you guys think? Yeah, Kirby, as a, as a Debo Samuel owner, who do you like more, D- uh, Debo or Ayuk? I mean, right now I like – actually, I like Brandon Ayuk a little bit more than Debo Samuel, at least for this week. I mean, Jimmy G is coming back mm-hmm. off of a, a high ankle sprain. He's only been out for, I think, two weeks. So, uh, you know, he's going to be putting in putting in the reps with Debo this week. I'm, I'm pretty sure with that. But, you know, he's already had those reps with Brandon Ayuk. So I, – and I think uh, Kyle Shanahan is definitely going to incorporate – Brandon Ayuk, way more into this offense. So I think this week I'd rather actually start Brandon Ayuk over Debo Samuel, but season long uh, it's going to be more of a Debo Samuel show. I yeah. think I think they're both going to be viable starting options. I mean, like you already said, uh, Jimmy G's back in. Um, they released Muhammad Sanu, so they obviously have a lot of faith in these two guys. And you see Kendrick Bourne making great plays. He got a, him a touchdown, so – I feel like they're they're really impressed with their receiving core right now. They have Trent Taylor if they need to fall back on him. Uh, I think the Debo, but I I, th- I think Debo and Ayuk are going to be the main targets in this offense. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with the with, with what Chode said that that both of them could potentially be you know starting options. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a Julio Calvin Ridley situation. Not quite like that where you have two wide receiver ones on the same team, but. I, I mean, yeah. I, I agree. They're going to – yeah, I mean, I, I see wide receiver two, may, maybe three. You know, and It's not just their wide receivers, <clears throat> though. I mean, you have Kittle, who's obviously the greatest tight end in fantasy football right now. I, I think he's the most sure start out of any of the tight ends. But if you look at their running game, Jarek McKinnon has been nothing short of consistent this whole year, and he's been great. <clears throat> like, he's, you see the man just lower his shoulder and plow into the end zone and slam the turf. Like, that's a man – who's been injured the last two years, and he, he wants touchdowns. You know what I mean? He's hungry. He wants to eat. And then you have Raheem Mostert coming back. Raheem Mostert's viable to break any 
any runoff for an 80 yarder. So, I mean, it's they their run game is very consistent. Their wide receivers are very consistent, and their tight ends are consistent. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you have a chance to get one of these five San Francisco playmakers, you take them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, this San Francisco <laughs> offense is about to. I mean, they're about to ramp up production. I mean, they're getting a lot of guys back. George Kittle came back this week. Jimmy G's coming back, you know, with Debo Samuel coming back. I mean, they're finally going to be able to really show what they have in this offense. And uh, and I think it's going to be a really, really spectacular thing to watch. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of good plays made. Another and, uh, thing, they're in the same conference <clears throat> or the same division as Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and uh, – um, the Rams. So, I mean, those are all three powerhouse offenses. They're going to need to score points to stay in games, and they have a lot of injuries on defense, which they have two guys who are out for the season. So they're going to have to score a lot of points to stay in mm-hmm. games. So that off those that offense is good. Another offense that I'd like to point out that has been booming, even though they're not having a great season in the win-loss column, the Cowboys. Like, if you look at CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and – Amari Cooper, who's just been – he almost had another great one-handed catch in the back of the end zone this week. But they're all startable wide receivers. If you have any of these three, start them, start them, start them. Dalton Schultz is not George Kittle. But if you need a tight end to start, Dalton Schultz is a very consistent rookie. Or I don't think he's a – I think he's a second-year guy, maybe third. But he's he's – Dalton Schultz has been performing this year. And yeah. – and that's See, at the hands of his quarterback. Been doing their thing. Yeah, that's at the hands of his quarterback, too. I mean, Dak Prescott. I mean, how in the world do you lose a game when you throw for 502 passing yards and four passing touchdowns? Defense. They yeah. have no defense. Yeah. That's been their problem the last, I don't know how many years. They just don't have the defense to clutch up in big games against good teams. Yeah, yeah. But that's good for fantasy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and – uh a lot of that, I mean, obviously, uh, he's not the 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 only thing on, on this defense. But Leighton Vanderesh, man, that's a tough loss, you know, mm-hmm. having him go down early in the season. I mean, that's a that's a big loss for that defense. I mean, he's an outstanding player, you know, great linebacker. I mean, that really, really, really sucks for that defense. And I feel like if they had him, they would definitely be doing a lot better. Oh yeah, but yeah, I mean, Dak Prescott balling out. You know, you got the wide receivers and the tight ends balling out. Let's talk about an offense that is not doing so great, all right? So let's move on. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, all right? Mm. I mean, uh, well, I, I mean, don't know about not so great. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Pittsburgh Steelers, they, <laughs> they're 3-0. That, that's my fault. I actually, uh, I read my they, they have uh, I read, I read my notes wrong. No, you're good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. their defense has kept them in a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. Let's be real. No, no you're right. You're right. And COVID kept them out of this last game. Yeah. Titans, <laughs> that, honestly, I think that the Steelers have beaten up on the Titans a lot in recent years. And I think this year with Derrick Henry, this was going to be a tight game. So I'm interested to see this in yeah. their buy slot. The Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals man. Let's get it. Two L's in a row. They're suspect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray, great quarterback. You know, you you can't lose to to they're, the Lions. There's and, a lot to like. Panthers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of talent. There's so much talent on this offense. Yeah. And I I want to ask Kirby this because you see the Cardinals win two straight out right off the bat, two big games against the defending Super Bowl contenders in the uh, 49ers, and then you have them win another one in the next week, and then they lose to the Chargers or the uh, the Panthers and the um, 
the Lions. Like, how do you lose to the Lions at home? And then, I mean, on the road to the Panthers is a good team. But what do you think about these Cardinals? Um, I think these Cardinals, uh, it's just basically, I think, uh, scheme-based, you know. Yeah. And basically, how how do they want to use Kyler Murray in this situation? Or how do they want to incorporate DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, you know, last week, you know, they did face Carolina, obviously one of the better defenses this year. And, you know, D-Hop still had nine targets and seven receptions. So, I, I think it's I think with the schedule getting a little easier, you know, for the next uh, few weeks and uh, week eight by coming up, um, I think this Chargers or, or this uh, Cardinals, thing, yeah. yeah, this Cardinals yeah. offense is actually about to <clears throat> pop off, and yeah. all of them must start. Yeah, I mean, I mean they have the they Jets. Got, they got however, a great schedule coming yeah. up. I mean, however, they're on the road to the Jets, so we've yeah. seen a lot of injuries. But I mean, so. you got a lot of bad defenses coming up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of bad defenses, and I think they're on the upturn. They yeah. they've had a little bit of stumble. I don't see them losing three in a row. They're I really think they'll win against the Jets, uh, but. Yeah. If they if they don't, that's gonna be that's gonna be awful. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to make big changes if they don't beat the Jets. Oh, yeah. Mind you, that they only lost to Detroit mainly off of the arm of Matthew Stafford right there. Yeah. Let's let's not get let's not get this wrong. Detroit's defense sucks. And yeah. They, so Kyler Murray's first start, they went to overtime against the Lions and Matt Stafford. So I guess this they just have a mental block against Detroit for some reason. I don't know why, but I don't know. Yeah, and Andy Isabella, we touched up on him in the previous podcast or maybe the first podcast, but Andy Isabella coming off a of week three, people were talking about him. You know, is he going to be the second guy in this offense? You know, is he better than Larry? You know, people were like, you know, he scores 18 fantasy points and everybody's kind of like, oh, my God, who is this? And then week well, four, he kind of comes down. Well, you three you, targets, two receptions. They get three Christian yards. Kirk back. Um Really, there was a question about is DeAndre going to play. Yeah. DeAndre has a slow week, so Andy Isabella has a slow week. Like we said, the Panthers' defense is better than most people think. Um, I think that it's just really just they Christian Kirk was back in the offense. He had a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, they wanted to get Christian Kirk the ball. They like him. Like, he just hasn't been healthy, and he finally was, and he showed out. So do you all think Christian Kirk is the starter over Andy Isabella or – and I, I did say this, like, Andy Isabella is going to be the guy who, when he catches the ball, he makes something out of it. If he He's not the guy who's going to get you a lot of targets and receptions and PPR. So just keep that in mind. I think it's, like I said, I think it's scheme and schedule. Um, but I do think Christian Kirk is the main starter over there. They really like Christian Kirk yeah. as a – I really think uh, the third wide receiver over there uh, you know, Larry. Larry has shown to be the most consistent hands throughout the NFL, throughout the NFL history. Yeah. And you know, you got D Hop, one of the best wide receivers in the game. Yeah. So, Larry's there for this team to be in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yes. Larry's not there for to to drop thirty point fantasy games anymore. Larry's there to to show up when in during mid regular season and win him some games when he needs to. And he's there to ball out when he's in the pro season because you know that, that that's what that man he gets paid for. Yeah, let's um let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Who is the wide receiver one in this offense? And I I know Chode has a lot to say about oh, yeah. one man on this offense. Hey, Go ahead. I, I'm I was I was joking with Slaughter when we were watching the game on Sunday night. I said that 
Greg Ward's junior. Is it junior or senior? Uh, uh, it's, it's one of those. Junior? But Greg Ward, sure. 84. He's a short wide receiver, but he takes ankles. He has good hands, and he's fast. But I was joking with Slaughter saying that he's the next Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown came from Central Michigan. Nobody knew who Antonio Brown was his rookie year. Let's be honest. So, I mean, don't nobody really knows who uh, Greg Ward is. And Fulham made a nice catch. He's from Old Dominion. He's another undrafted guy. But I like Greg Ward as a fantasy option going forward. I feel like if any of these no-name guys from the Eagles are going to stick, it's going to be Greg Ward in fantasy. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Greg Ward in, in week three against Cincinnati, that was kind of his coming out game. At 11 targets, 8 receptions, 72 yards, touchdown. And then week four, he got seven targets, four receptions, 38 yards. He's also uh, returning kicks. So. Yeah. Um, he is not know. a star, however. He's not a wide receiver, one or two. He's a flex option. If you need to start him, start him. And yeah. stash him on your bench if you need a yeah. extra it's, wide it's someone, receiver. It's someone to watch, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if, if, if Carson Wentz starts getting the ball in his hands more, if he starts giving him more targets and really trusting this guy, I think he's going to prove worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, the vet, he uh, he's not having a super hot season. He's been injured. And, uh, I mean <laughs> – not having a super high. He hasn't even played, but he's been injured is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. And he's going to come back uh, looking like week five against Pittsburgh this week. Um, what do you guys think about Alshon? I mean, what is he going to do for the remainder of the season? Do you guys see him taking back over his number one spot on this offense as wide receiver one? I mean, they really need him, man. They I mean, it's him, it's yeah. all on the back of Miles Sanders right now and uh, and Ward. I mean, Ward's the only only receiver they have over there right now with Rieger being out and uh, Alshon being out this for this year, uh, and then they've just been tossing it off to Miles Sanders if they can, or uh, or Zach Ertz since Dallas Goddard is out. Yeah, but uh, Richard Rogers is in there, the old Green Bay Packer. Yeah, I He's think been catching uh, some passes. I think with Jalen Rieger coming back, Ward will be bumped down to the third wide receiver over there, and that's still a productive th- spot. Still a productive spot, and I think Alshon will take over take over that wide receiver. Either one or two spot. Yeah, I think that Fulham will be the guy that falls off more than Greg Ward, honestly. I feel like Fulham's a good backup for Alshon at the X, and I feel like – or not the Y, and then I feel like Greg Ward's going to – he should stick as long as uh, Deshaun Jackson's out or uh, Jalen Rieger. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Rieger. Um, with the thumb surgery, he's given a six- to eight-week timetable. So yeah. it might be a little bit before you see some more of him, yeah, um, exciting you, player. I know you hear thumb injury. That doesn't say he hurt his thumb. He can play football. He's a wide receiver. And if he does not – if you're trying to catch balls with a broke thumb against in, in Philadelphia, people are going to throw stuff at you. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Patriots backfield. What are we doing, guys? Hey, I like Damian Harris. What about you, Kurt? <laughs> I think mm. he's good, man. I mean, well, you see him break his first time. They, they let the reins loose on him. Gets his first 100-yard game of his career. That's awesome. Um, he had a, he broke some nice runs when uh, um, I don't feel any. I don't feel like Rex Burkhead could break him. You know, what I mean, Rex Burkhead was really more of the passing running back, and we saw uh, James White get more of the receptions in this offense on Monday night. So I feel like. They're going to start giving the passing game right back to James White. He's Super Bowl champion. Everybody calls him that. Everybody, he's, you know, he's the MVP. So let's look at – or he 
I don't think he was MVP there, but oh well, scratch that. But I feel like it's James White and Damian Harris going forward. And if yeah. you need a handcuff, it's Rex Burkhead. Yeah, yeah. They gotta I, stick with. They gotta stick with one or two. They can't. I mean, they can't keep switching it up, man. Yeah, I but mean, Damian's been wanting his shot, and that man went to Alabama to play football, and he didn't get drafted to sit on the bench. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think. I think what we're seeing though is just who Bill Belichick wants to use for that for that week. It's kind of how the Rams situation is. Yeah. Uh, over there, you know, he it's just who Sean McVay wants to use that week. He could mm-hmm. use Malcolm Brown that week or he could use you know daryl henderson same thing for bill belichick right now i mean he has like four running backs from when sony michelle gets back and they're all good they're all they're all great running backs in their own respect i mean you know rex burkhead they still have sony michelle yeah yeah very very good and sony michelle's only out for uh two weeks two three weeks yeah so i mean i would say i would only use them as like flex plays not really even like starters uh I think it's just who 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 is he going to use? Who do you think? It's basically who Bill, Bill Belichick thinks is the best running back that against week, yeah. that week against that team. Yeah. All right. So I have a I have a toss up between you guys. All right. I'm gonna ask y'all this. Let's see. We have David Moore for the Seahawks, and we have Traquan Smith. Do you like Traquan Smith as a third option, or you like DJ, or David Moore as a third option more? Oh, that's a that's a good question, and a lot of that has to do with the quarterback production. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Russell Wilson's balling out, and Drew Brees kind of having a a uh, dry spell right now. Mm-hmm. But I believe that if if Drew Brees gets it together, and, and if he bounces back like I said he would, I think Traquan Smith all the way. But if Drew Brees doesn't get his act together, then David Moore's the guy. And obviously, obviously, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're talking you know deeper leagues. I mean, this is yeah. this is going to be this is going to be in twelve team leagues, 10, 12 team leagues, and and these are guys that are are probably either on the waivers or on your bench. But if you need to start, if you need to start them, I mean, they're they're not bad options. You know, they got a they got a good probability of of catching a touchdown. You know, yeah. But honestly, I'd say. Give me, give me the C- Seattle Seahawks wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care who it is. Russ is putting up major points this year, and the only reason he did bad this this week is because of the rush attack that they had against him the past, the past rush. Yeah. So you know, give me the Seattle Seahawks receivers. I mean, they're they're obviously getting the targets. They're letting Russ loose, despite what everybody said was going to be happening before the season started. Yeah. So. And moving on from that, let's talk about the Tampa Bay offense. Tom Brady balling out, and uh, he's, he's getting the ball to Scotty Miller, getting the ball to Mike Evans, and uh, obviously Chris Godwin owners can't wait for him to get back. But uh, what do you guys think about the the Buccaneers offense? I mean, they uh, they looked really, really good this week. What do you think, Kirby? Uh, the Buccaneers, yeah. I mean, you got Tom Brady uh, putting up 40 fantasy points. Uh, obviously, it's Looking back, looking going back to uh, the Tom Brady of old when he used to put up major fantasy points with uh, Rob Gronkowski yeah. over there, and now that he has Rob back, he's still not using him. <laughs> but uh, it's it's looking it's looking like he he found his new Julian Edelman, yeah, uh, Scotty Miller, uh, making big plays for him down there in Tampa Bay. Yeah. All right. Well, now you say that. I have a comparison here. We have Scotty Miller and Julian Edelman. Rushing attempts, Julian Edelman has them. Has it? He has it in 20, 22 rushing yards, and Scotty Miller has seven. 
if we look at targets, Julian Edelman has 30, and Scotty Miller has 21. Scotty Miller has significantly better weapons around him on offense than the Patriots do, so that's a given. But if we're looking at a young Julian Edelman, one in our league is ranked 107 and one is ranked 117. Uh, if we're talking yards, Scotty Miller has 250 and Julian Edelman has 294. Yeah, and I think that solely has to do with the weapons around him. Like you said, I mean, if if Scotty Miller is sitting there with just Mike Evans or just Chris Godden, he's going to be the number two guy and he's going to ball out. I mean, he's going to, he's you know, Tom Brady's going to get the ball to him no matter what. And I think you saw that this week with Chris Godwin out. You know, you see Scotty Miller step up. You see him step up to the plate and have a good game. We got yeah, not, not really uh, think uh, Brady's actually settling settling into this uh, to this area in offense. Yeah. You know, you know, Jameis Winston wasn't really the the QB for it. It, it, it seems they found their QB in Tom Brady, a very uh, very good quarterback, a, a veteran for sure. So yeah. And this this past game, I feel, was the perfect example for what we said about the t- Tampa Bay tight ends last week. You see uh, O.J. Howard get the big bulk of the points, and then we see t- Bray- Cameron Bray get a touchdown, and then we see Gronk get some receptions on the side. So you, you see that. We have, Brand- we have Bray as just uh, – uh, he's going to get a touchdown every other game, but he's not the viable fantasy option. O.J. Howard's the one you want in that offense. Well, O.J. Howard is on IR out for the year. Oh, right? yep. I did so, not see that. So okay. now, so now Cameron so Bray's now, looking really good. What do you guys think? Who's going to be the, the number one tight end in this offense, Rob Gronkowski or Cameron Bray? I mean, Cameron Bray has proved himself on this team. So, I mean, in, in the past, he's been maybe not a great fantasy option, but he's been a fantasy option. You know, he's, he gets a lot of touchdowns. He's, he's an in, I mean, he's a, he's a red zone threat is what he is, but I mean, Gronk and, and Gronk and Brady, I mean, you hear that and you get excited. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, I'm going off, going off of a little what Pat McAfee was talking about since he, you know, is uh, one of the, one of the retired guys and, you know, tried to get back into it for a little bit. And what I heard from one of his last podcasts uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski, he just came back this year, and it's very hard for a player who's been out for, you know, several years now to come back and start putting up, you know, major fantasy points, much less, you know, good performances out on the field. Yeah. Uh, you know, granted, one was a punter, and, you know, Rob Gronkowski is one of the better athletes in the world. You know, it's, it's still – Needless to say, you know, you can't – it's hard to jump back in there and put up the production that, you know, you were used to putting up. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking Gronk, though. I'm taking Gronk, Gronk over Cameron too, Brady. I, I think mean, he's going to settle in with Brady in that offense, and I think they're going to get back to doing their thing. I Maybe not like, quite as much as, I, as in New England, but I think they'll do their thing. I feel it's harder for Cameron Brady to come back after not playing for a year yeah. and put up consistent numbers. Yeah, I feel yeah, like but, it's not as hard for Gronk to come back. You know what I mean? Like Gronk's just he's he's got he's played with Brady before. Like that's years yeah. of chemistry they've built up. And I mean, it don't take it yeah. it don't take years to bring that back. But also, back. but also, you know, just look at Rob Gronkowski's personality. I mean, he's yeah. been out for uh, how many years now? I think it's two, three, two, yeah, two years. One or two. So, and you know, Rob's a partier. Rob Rob loves to drink. Rob. I mean that that's 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 just him, you know. Granted, he he probably has been working out. He's probably getting, oh yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely got back into shape. Yeah, he's definitely you know, you know, ripping back into shape. You know, 
once you start downing them beers, man, once you yeah, after, <laughs> after it's been about two years and you you downing them, I mean, you start packing on the weight. You start, you know, you start lazying out a little bit. Yeah. So I don't I don't know about you know Gronk becoming the main tight end. It might be more like a like a Philadelphia, you know, Dallas two Goddard, two headed back, two headed, two headed tight end, two headed tight end. Yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Well, we got five more minutes left in this episode, so let's let's move it on. What do you let's go over some of our our personal best starts of the week. Okay, so this past week, if you if you want to go off of our our last week starts, who do of the you week, think is going to be the best start this week? This week, okay. Well, let me say something real fast. Jeff Wilson last week, that was my start me, of the give week. Give me three of them. And, and and I said Jeff Wilson if Jarek McKinnon was out, and indeed Jarek McKinnon was not out, so he did not ball out. So I, I mean, I I was wrong and right, I guess. But um, but this week, man, I really like Brandon Ayuk up against okay. Miami. Jimmy G coming back. I mean, I, I think he's a I think he's a great option for for fantasy this week. I think he'll uh, I, I think he'll catch a touchdown this week. But um, that's just one of mine, Kirby. What you got? Um, I'm actually gonna go with the wide receiver who's actually been taking production away from who I thought was gonna be a starting wide receiver at Carolina, uh, Robbie Anderson going against Atlanta. Uh, this week, uh, he's been he turns out to be Teddy Bridgewater's favorite favorite number one receiver out there catching deep bombs and catching touchdown passes. So, yeah. And, you know, with Atlanta being one of the worst defenses in the NFL right now and constant and consistently showing that uh, I think Robbie Anderson is about to have a major breakout week. Yeah. All right. Joe, what do you think? What you got, man? All you right. Got so- any? Yeah, I got three of them. So my, my top three starts for this week. First is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. They get New York Giants at home. And it's been a rough start for the Cowboys this season. So I feel like they're going to get up to a lead. And I don't feel like I, – I, I really I have a really gut – a strong gut feeling. And I hope the Cowboys back this for me. They should not fall behind to the Giants. They should get up to a lead, and Ezekiel Elliott should – Salt the wound for the Giants. So I just I feel like Zeke's gonna eat a lot this week. He's gonna be him. Zeke's your main starter, and then wide receiver. I'm gonna go with Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. He's got Minnesota this week. They haven't really been able to stop nobody through the air. I feel like Tyler Lockett's your uh, the best wide receiver start this week. And then tight end. I mean, it's hard not to go go with Kittle. I mean, with like we've already said. Uh, Jimmy G's coming back. We like our 49ers playmakers. I feel like Kittle's a tight end start of the week if you have him. Yeah. I mean, those are, yeah, those are some big-name players. Definitely going to have some good games. Um, but for me, I think DK is about to have a huge game against yeah. Minnesota. I really do. I mean, I think uh, I think he's going to really show out this week. Russell Wilson's going to be – I mean, he's going to be phenomenal, of course, again. I mean, he, he's great. He's uh, Great quarterback, but I got DK Metcalf um, as one of my starts of the week this week. And uh, Kirby, you got you got another one. Uh, actually, I have Devin Singletary. Surprisingly, this oh, this I man like, has I been like this man has uh, been popping off these past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Dropped fourteen uh, fantasy points in week three versus the Rams. A decent uh, run attack with Aaron Donald back there. Uh, and versus the the Raiders he put 16 up had 18 rush attempts uh obviously carrying the workload with Zach Moss being out and then going against uh Tennessee this week uh 
one of the top ten worst defenses against the the run attack. So uh, definitely got Devin Singletary. Yeah. Well, right. that'll pretty much do it. Yeah, that's it. If that'll, those, if you have any questions, follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's mine is just Jackson Choate. Uh, Mine's Slaughter. Jacob M. Slaughter. All right, mm-hmm. and then Kirby's what's Kirby Terrier. All right, yep. if y'all have any questions on Twitter, feel free to tweet out y'all. And uh, thank you everybody for watching. And I uh, hope everybody has a great day.